Yeah. All right. So, okay. Welcome to another episode of Bear Minds, ladies and gentlemen, where it's my job to try to uncover and promote founders, leaders, and creators around Berkeley. Today we have a slightly unorthodox guest, uh, Sonia Agarwal. He's the leader of the Pirate Party, and they're running for the ACC Senate candidate candidacy. All right, so welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. All right, so let's get straight to it. Like, what is Pirate Party? Right, so um, start off, the Pirate Party is actually the name of a multitude of parties around the world. Uh, it's the first one started in Sweden about a few years ago, and then it slowly spread to other countries. Um, in fact, it's the largest political party in Iceland right now, uh, and has a majority of their uh, plurality of their seats in their parliament. And really what the International Pirate Party is built around is the idea of how can we use technology to reduce bureaucracy, increase, increase uh, transparency of government, increase direct democracy and citizen participation, and, how, and a, lot, a lot of other things like intellectual property laws and um, net neutrality. And so really uh, when I, create, I decided to create the Pirate Party um, because I really... The reason I chose to call ourselves the Pirate Party was to adopt this sort of legacy and ideology from this international movement and try to give this vision that we're trying to do the same thing of how can, where a lot of us are, the three candidates are very technology oriented and but also very interested in how we can use that to increase like fairness and democracy in the ASUC elections. And so the reason I really decided to create this was um, I've been in the ASUC um, in both Senate offices and exec offices, um, once in CalServe and once in Student Action. So I've seen like both sides of the aisle, I guess you would say. Um, and really, I think the they do a lot of really interesting stuff, I, I'll say, but there's a lot of flaws that I've seen throughout my time, both in the ASUC and also running a large student org on campus and the dealings of the AS, with the ASUC from the outside. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really here just to, on. I, I know a lot of the problems that I've seen and try. To, um, I just want to fix them. That's really, I got it on a few other people and that's where we're going from here. All right, so tell us about these problems. I know there are a lot. But... Sure. So I think one of the root problems that I see a lot is the ASUC does take itself too seriously mm -hmm. where um, it's almost like there's a game of House of Cards going on where a lot of senators and uh, people in, in, involved with the ASUC are more interested in like playing politics than doing stuff. Um, one thing that I really dislike a lot is a lot of the bills that the ASUC does are really meaningless in the long run. Um, I can explain. So, I mean, just right off the bat, if you go on CalServe's website, uh, they have a page called Accomplishments, and the first like few uh, items on that list were just all about how many bills they wrote. And so the problem is a lot of these bills just go towards I think improving a lot of like students' resumes and like they want to say like, hey, we sponsored this bill. I'll give you an example of something that I think was kind of not really impactful or shouldn't meaningless, right? A lot. One of the problems is the ACC only has the ability to endorse a lot of things, um, and instead of actually creating really much change. And a good example of this is I remember last year there were, for a number of weeks, the ASUC Senate was deliberating over should the ASUC Senate uh, divest university funds from Israel, right? But here's the thing. The ASUC Senate has no ability to do that. They have no control of that. All they can do is say, hey, we as the student body endorse something, right? But here's the thing. 
obviously our student body is not singular on this one topic, right? right? And so all that did was for those three weeks, there was so much conflict on campus between different organizations and communities on campus, like trying to pull the ACC one way and not and to get it to endorse one thing or another. And I feel all we just did was create a lot of conflict without actually like doing something that was necessary, necessary and only cause conflict without accomplishing anything. On the other hand, though, I think one of the very important functions of the ASCC, it, for me, this is probably is a bit personal because, like I said, I run a large student org, and so I deal with this on the daily, but uh, student club funding. Um, like, for example, there's a new, one of the referendums on the ballot today, uh, this week is called the Lux Referendum, which basically wants to increase uh, student club funding, which I know sounds really good on paper, right? Definitely does. But... It will increase up to uh, almost $200 a year uh -huh. uh, after a few years. Um, and, but here's the thing. There really isn't a lack of student club funding right now. What there is is a lack of proper allocation methods. And what's happening right now is that there are some clubs that are being underallocated and some clubs that are being overallocated. I, I see one of the big problems is instead of, a lot of people, instead of trying to solve the root of the problem that some clubs are being underallocated, they think, oh, let's just throw more money at it. And then, in a few months, they complain that, oh, no, our tuitions are rising after you just voted to increase your student fees. Um, or if all the referendums from this year go through, student fees will make up almost $1,000 of your tuition, which I, I don't, I don't, I'm sure that's not going to be okay with many students. That's a lot of money. Um, so I think instead of throwing more money at the solution, let's see if we can solve the fundamental problems. Um, Right now, there's there's a very poor budgeting and auditability process within the ASCC allocations. How does it work right now? Um, so how it works right now is a club will go ahead and request a certain amount of money, mm -hmm. right? And they'll request an ex It's become a common practice at this point that everyone knows what's going on. Everyone's going to request an absurdly high amount of money and say, they're going to say, oh, we request $10,000 when we only want $3,000. So what they'll do is they'll submit a budget for $10,000 and the ASCC will say, okay, we're giving you $3,000. But now here's problem number one. Now there is no actual real budget created for this $3,000. The only budget that exists is for this $10,000, which is not the reality, right? And once the $3,000 is given, there's no new budget that's actually asked for. Um, and so now there's no budget for this $3,000 and any club that receives less than a certain amount, I can't remember the amount off the top of my head, but they, uh, don't actually have to submit, uh, like constant reports of how they're spending the money. So are they just free to spend that $3,000 how they want them? Um, so there, there's a process where they have to submit receipts, but no one's actually checking these receipts. No one is checking it. No, there's no, system there's no system right now to check it. All you do is submit them and no one's actually taking the time to actually go through them. And really, I think one of the big problems is, um, and, the reason, and another huge problem is that a lot of clubs don't like to go through this process because it's very slow and inefficient. It can take weeks or months to get your money out of the ASCC. And so a lot of clubs, they actually open separate bank accounts so they can avoid dealing with the ASUC's process, right? Um, and so that's a problem that I think has to be solved there as well. So how do you propose to solve this? So 
one thing is better budgeting right at the beginning, right? So I'm going to get rid of this practice of like dream budgets where clubs basically request for more money than they want. If Once they get allocated money, they have to go ahead and show how are they actually going to be spending that money there. And then after, um, there's going to be half the, so essentially the ESC, who's the engineering student council, does a really good job at this. The engineering clubs um, have very well done like auditing processes. And so I'm essentially going to be adopting a lot of their policies and bringing it to the larger ASCC. But they basically have a really good audit. They actually check every single receipt, really good methods. Um, and they have really fast turnarounds of like under a week most of the time. So how are they checking all these receipts? It seems like it will take a long time unless you have a uh, optimized. So what wh- one of the things that I would like to work on is creating some sort of automated system to do this. Um, I guess once again, this comes down to the whole how can we use technology to improve the processes instead of having to have someone sit there and check every single receipt, which mm-hmm. is kind of absurd, right? right. Let's actually have um, like an automated process to do this. As well as um, there should be more chunking where it doesn't just make sense to just do collect the receipts. Uh, I, I would like to see like how much is being allocated, how much do you, how much are you spending on certain events, mm-hmm. and that way, what you can do is, if you have an upcoming event, you can basically submit the budget proposal beforehand and say, hey, we expect to uh, spend about this much money. Let's say three hundred dollars on this event, right? That way, we can get this money, uh, like get the process moving before it's time for you to actually withdraw the money. And that way we can make this process a lot faster. I see. No, I really like the way that you're actually using technology to like re-engineer better solutions rather than just throw more people or more money at the problem. And also just like if we have more, like I I think the big thing is about more planning Mm -hmm. uh, will allow us to do things a lot faster instead of these on-the-spot things. So the two big problems you brought up were... The, the fact that budgets are not actually checked after the first time you submit it, mm-hmm. and people just submit ridiculous amounts and mm-hmm. then get maybe like a fraction of it, mm-hmm. and then no one audits it ever again. Yes. Unless uh, there are some clubs that do, but that's only because they get a really high amount of money. I see. Yeah. So what what determines right now the priority of budgeting right now? Um, so right now, it's actually very um, subjective. Uh-huh. Uh, basically... I, I know that a lot of senators tend to like direct money towards the clubs that their friends are in. Um, and one of the, I think another large issue that I see is that clubs that are getting money, the budgets are actually very based off of last year's budget and that just with slight tweaks to them, oh, right? And one that has two problems. One, that any problems that started, discrepancies that started years ago, kind of just get propagated throughout. And also secondly, it really hurts new clubs because uh, existing clubs are very unwilling to decrease the amount of spending that they have. Um, and But if we could like have zero base accounting, we can start every allocation in new and properly allocate based on real budgets. I really, really like that idea. Thank and you. I hope it goes through. Another big thing actually with the when it comes to the budgeting is you, we know that there's an inefficiency because oftentimes at the end of the year, they, a lot of clubs have surpluses in money. Right, and there's two problems with that. One, a surplus objectively means an inefficiency, right? Because if a club has a thousand dollars surplus, that thousand dollars could have gone to a club that needed it. And secondly, the 
if you have a surplus, if your club has a surplus at the end of the year, the money gets sent back to the ASUC. So what a lot of clubs will do is just try to burn through the money as fast as possible. And how do they do this? Um, I mean, I know for a fact, I don't want to name any specific clubs, mm -hmm. but I know for a fact that there are clubs that spend the money on parties and such, which I, I, I think is not as... I think if there were more stricter guidelines of how money can be spent, um, that we could solve those problems. And then this whole issue of surplus could have been solved once again if we had better allocations at the beginning of the year. Absolutely. Um, Alright, so another problem is that voter turnout at the ACC elections mm -hmm. is really, really low historically. Yeah. And you're actually reading a book on Switzerland where <laughs> voter turnout is like 99% yeah. for the four referendums a year or something. Mm -hmm. So how do you plan to bring better voter turnout for yeah. the future? So um, this year was a bit difficult because we started this party really late. Mm -hmm. um, many of the other parties were campaigning for like a month or not. They were preparing to campaign for months and we just started literally a month ago. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I've been uh, reaching out on a number of new platforms. Um, I think Facebook is really one of the most valuable ones. And I know a lot of other candidates are doing this as well. Um, I one, one thing, I mean, I'm a geek student, so I obviously have like some implicit biases. So I've been actually trying to get more um, engineering students to vote because I think that um, there's no issue. Like I was just surfing through the Berkeley Reddit today and there was one student who was complaining that like they didn't even know ASUC, that students could vote in a like they could vote in the ASCC elections. That is a big problem. Like there's yeah. really little awareness about the voting system, and really the people that vote for it during these elections are always the same. The yeah, same people. We we have the ASCC has like less than uh, thirty percent like voter turnout uh, out of the entire student body, and so I think there has to be more. Um, I'm really trying to think of more ways to get uh, engineering students involved in this process so it's not fully dominated by, I don't know, like poli-sci pages, for example. Do you have the numbers as to... The by major? Yeah. Um, I don't have them off the top of my head. Um, I know the Daily Cal does do a lot of, like, statistics gathering, uh -huh. so perhaps they might have the numbers. I do know that roughly uh, about a little bit less than 10,000 students vote a year. See, that's not acceptable at all, yeah. considering that's our situation. Yeah, the, we have, the, we, when we have uh, undergraduate population of over 30,000, as well as um, the graduate students also have the ability to vote in ASUC elections as well. So if you include them as well, that we have a very low voter turnout there. That's unfortunate. Yeah, and you can, once again, I don't have any like statistics right now to back this up, but just from anecdotal evidence, I would say that the... the you do see certain majors participating in these elections at a much higher degree than others. And so I've been for the past few days, actually, instead of campaigning down at Sproul uh, with the other candidates, I've been campaigning around um, like uh, Soda Hall and Jacobs Hall. And so that, I, I think that's a good way I've been trying to do to like get more CS students involved, um, as well as uh, through Facebook and Reddit, I've been really trying to push. Uh, you want to put a link for your Facebook? Yeah, sure. I can go ahead and I'll go ahead and post that. Uh, and then with my, I'm also going to be trying to do an AMA on the awesome. Berkeley's r slash r slash Berkeley. Mm -hmm. um, and so if anyone has questions, I'll be answering that periodically up till the end of voting. And what this is kind of something I do want to set up where this make this AMA style of thing um, much more common. Because I think one of the big problems, another part, like thing of the Pirate Party internationally, right, is how can we use technology to increase uh, government, like student uh, 
or citizen participation and transparency. So I want to have some sort of way of reaching out to students and basically tell them that what's going on and actually get student input. Because right now the only way students are have any input into ASUC operations is through elections. But once that one week, two week period is over. Then the communication goes dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, all the live streams of like Senate meetings are online, but let's be real, who's actually gone to any of those before, right? Um, and so one thing I do want to do is like, I, I am a believer in like direct democracy. Mm-hmm. And so I do want to try to get as much, um, I, I know it's hard to implement that right now, uh, just because of how the system is. Uh, but at least go out and get like put it on uh, different services. I'm not I'm not sure which ones. I'm considering between Facebook and Reddit. <laughs> I'm considering between Facebook and Reddit. Um, but a way to generate conversation and that way I can get student input before I make decisions in the Senate. All right. So before we leave off, we're at about sixteen minutes. Um, do you have any like final comments you want to tell everyone? Um. Yeah. So, I mean. Really, if any of you agree with anything I'm saying, whether it's cutting frivolous spending, I mean, can I just give one more example of the frivolous spending I see going on? Please, please. Yeah, so like last year, uh, I'm sure as many of you know, as the Daily Cal made very clear, uh, we spent $92,000 on nap pods, four nap pods that were placed around different spots of it uh, in the university. And the thing is, the problem with this is, this money was allocated for a mental health fund. And the, we use that money to buy four nap pods that can only service four students at a time and are pretty much generally empty most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and me, just my personal thing is I think they're really uncomfortable. But anyways, um, so I think that money could have been better allocated towards like how can we do things that will help a number of students at the same time. Like I'm, I'm, not, try, I'm not here trying to say that we shouldn't spend money. I, I'm here trying to say we should really consider how we're spending money. For example, this is a great example of something I've done that like, w- like I wouldn't have thought of this myself, but I basically on a number of the school's Facebook pages, I've been like asking people like, hey, what, do you, what are some things you want to see? A number of people said that they want to see counselors and GSIs getting more uh, mental health training mm-hmm. and so that way they can help their students better. And so I'm like, yeah, wait, that's actually such a good idea. That $92,000 could be used to fund that, and it actually has a much higher reach than for nap pods. <laughs> so, one, I, and this is such a good example, I think, of like getting student input into ideas. And I think if we gather wisdom from the crowd, that's really something that's very valuable. No, I had no idea those nap pods cost so much. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea it was only four yeah. that was meant to be for mental health <laughs> before I explode. <laughs> that was Sunny Agarwal for the Pirate Party. If you're interested, the links are below. Votes before Wednesday. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. That was Bear Minds. Thank you. Vote for myself, number one. John Allen, number two. And Alexander Tran, number three. We just keep in this order just so we don't split the vote. Vote Pirates. <laughs>